sci-fi thoughts series on how sci-fi thoughts converted to solar energy in this series i'll share with you the history behind solar and some of the economics and we'll get into smart consumer details about solar photovoltaic systems and then finally in this series because we've been operating with uh, renewable solar power for over a year I will share with you the economics of how it's been for Sci-Fi Thoughts about the cost of the solar panels versus the, the value that they bring. It's all up there in space. All the energy we could want. Every minute the sun transmits more energy than our modern society needs for a whole year. Now, if you want to capture a significant portion of the sun's energy, you'll need a megastructure like a Dyson Sphere or a Dyson Swarm. There are links to videos about this in the show notes. Now let's focus on the Earth since, well, that's where we currently live. Only a portion of the sun's energy strikes the Earth. The U.S. Department of Energy estimates that a year's worth of energy for our modern society strikes the Earth every hour. So think about that. A year's worth of energy of the whole planet in one hour. So it's theoretically possible to easily power our society with solar power. The earliest usage of solar energy used by humans happened as early as 7th century BCE. Humans used sunlight to light fires with magnifying glass materials. Later in the 3rd century BCE, the Greeks and the Romans were known to harness solar power with mirrors to light torches for religious ceremonies. I suppose it was a way cooler effect to call down the power of, say, Apollo to light the torch than it was to have someone with a flint and steel working hard or uh, lighting the torch by walking up with a pre-lit torch. The first conventional photovoltaic cells were produced in the late 1950s and throughout the 1960s, they were principally used to provide electrical power for Earth orbiting satellites. In the 1970s, improvements in manufacturing, performance and quality of PV, i.e. photovoltaic. Let's break that word down a little bit. Photo, as in from photo, the Greek word for light, like photons came from that, and voltaic, a word that means electricity. So from light to electricity. PV modules help to reduce the cost and open up a number of opportunities for powering products on Earth. They were used for things like battery charging, for navigational aids, signals, telecommunication equipments, and other critical low power needs. In the 1980s, 
Photovoltaics became a popular source for consumer electronic devices, including calculators, watches, radios, lanterns, and other battery charging applications. Remember those Casio calculators, there were even some solar-powered watches. Significant efforts began to develop PV power systems for residential and commercial uses, both for standalone, remote power, as well as utility-connected applications. During the same period, international applications for PV systems to power rural health clinics, refrigeration, power pumping, telecommunications, and off-grid households increased dramatically and remained a major portion of the present world market for PV products. Now, today, the industry's production of PV modules is growing at approximately 25% annually. So every year, the production amount, the amount we make per year, is increasing at least by 25%. That's pretty big. If you can imagine getting 25% raise every year, you'd think, wow, that'd be awesome. That would really be have an impact, right? Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the technologies of solar. So solar technology has changed a lot in just a few years. When reading papers on the internet, be sure to note the publication date because it's easy to draw the wrong conclusions by looking at a five-year-old source of materials. The technology has changed so much that what was not economical in the past is completely economical now. Photovoltaic energy is created by a circuit which, when exposed to sunlight, absorbs the photons which cause a voltage to be created in the circuit. When a lot of these circuits are put together, the electrical current created is, a, is significant enough to power electrical appliances, washer, dryers, refrigerators, etc. These circuits are created from silicon, a plentiful element on Earth. The first PV cell that achieves solar energy harvesting was produced by Bell Labs in 1954. We say harvesting because we're being specific about creating electricity from the sun rather than like the Greeks used the sun to light torches. This panel converted sunlight to electricity with a 6% efficiency, meaning it only successfully turned a small fraction of the photons that shined on it into electricity. Development continued into the 21st century. The second generation solar technology promised to overcome some of the limitations of their predecessors. A solar cell was created that exhibited 33% efficiency in the laboratory environment in 1999. The key difference between the two generations is that the slimmer footprint of the latter cells, so smaller, allowed for new PV panel designs that could circumvent the theoretical Shockley Quisar limit. This is predominantly achieved by layering different PV circuits that are tuned to absorb different spectrums of the light, which increases the power conversion efficiency. The one in Bell Labs only converted a portion of the spectrum, and we got better and better at it. And now the most recent solar panels, they convert more of the light spectrum into electricity. 
Of course, second-generation solar has its own practical limitations. The substrate materials in second-generation PV panels are still inflexible. Inflexible meaning you can't bend or shape it, with current efficiencies being in the region of 20 to 30%, depending on the footprint and materials, require substantial surface areas. I mean, we have to have a, a lot of surface area you, covered by solar to create mm, enough power for a household, for example. This is why you'll see most of a roof taken up the solar panels in order to generate enough power for all the appliances that we need in our modern home. Solar panels aren't cheap, so it's important to know how long they'll last. You know, if you buy one, great. If it's a lot of money, will it last a long time? Then the cost maybe will work itself out. The current generation of PV panels have two warranties, a performance warranty and an equipment warranty. A solar panel's performance warranty will typically guarantee at least, so this is the warranty, it warranties you for 90% of production after 10 years and 80% at 25 years. So what does this mean? Solar panels, like cars, have a rating. You know, the top speed of your car may be 90 miles an hour. Well, solar panels have a rating as well. Each solar panel adds up to a large solar producing system. So the sum of all of your panels in your house, let's say you're producing 80 kilowatts. Note, I said kilowatts, but what's left off is frequently we mean 80 kilowatt hours. Just as a 100-watt light bulb is really a 100-watt hours light bulb. So yes, you can say buying a solar panel is like buying a light bulb, except it works in the opposite direction. It produces electricity under certain conditions. And for example, if it's 80 kilowatt hours, that means it will be producing 80 kilowatts in one hour. If the sun only shines on that panel for 30 minutes, then it will do 40 kilowatt hours. If you're wondering if 40 kilowatt hours is a lot, think about the old-fashioned light bulb, those 100-watt light bulbs that we don't use anymore. That is a 100-watt hour light bulb, meaning in one hour it uses 100 watt. So 80 kilowatt is 80,000 kilowatts. That's a heck of a lot of light bulbs. A heavier load device, for example, a dryer, is runs about 4 kilowatt hours. A small EV will store in its battery about 20 to 25 kilowatt hours. Heavier vehicles like the Tesla Model X or any of the electric pickups like the Rivian or the Ford, they have at least 100 kilowatt hour battery packs. Oh, another tip for those of you who drive around in traffic and you see Teslas, if you see a number followed by the letter D, that's actually the number of kilowatt hours that that car has for a battery system. And what's happening now in the EV space is that different trim lines are based on different battery sizes. So you can get the same car model, but have different trim lines. So you can have a 60D battery, meaning a 60 kilowatt hour battery, or a 90D battery, which is a 90 kilowatt hour battery. And I'm referencing the Tesla models. Uh, we are yet to find out what the other manufacturers will do 
if they'll prominently put their battery capacity right on the rear trunk like Tesla has. And of course, all of this talk about EV batteries translates directly to the range that we all care about when we buy a car. So now let's go back to this performance warranty business. So you go ahead and get yourself a, a solar full take system for home that's rated at 80 kilowatt hours. And that's going to be multiple panels because one single panel is far less than 80. In one hour and a quarter, so an hour and 15 minutes, you will charge up that Model X to full. Now, 20 years later, you still have the same Model X and you have the same photovoltaic system on your roof. The warranty says it will at least have 80% of the performance that it has is brand new. You know, there's not many things in life you can buy where it's warranted to be still working like brand new within an 80% uh, parameter. So that would come out to be, so eight times eight is 64. So that would be 6.4 less kilowatt hours. That would mean our house is generating 70. Four, it's generating 74 kilowatt hours. And now it will take for powering up the same Tesla or Ford or whatever type of 100 kilowatt hour battery load you're putting on it. It will now take you about an hour and 20 minutes. So five more minutes after 20 years to charge that same EV which by the way means you have a solar powered car because you know you're using solar to power your car. And by the way, this is the warranty. That means it'll actually do better than 80%. If it goes under 80% after 20 years, then you go to the manufacturer and they will replace that panel with a new one. All right, it's important that every Sci-Fi Thoughts audience member got this, that it's a warranty. There's a number of people who listen to a certain news network who keep conflating that warranties are the same thing as designed end of life. And they believe that your solar panel investment is only good for 20 years, but solar panels last much longer than that. Think about how long Voyager spacecraft's been trotting around the solar system or outside the solar system now. It's been over 40 years. Now let's talk about the other warranty, the equipment warranty. An equipment warranty will typically guarantee 10 to 12 years without failing. These are warranties, not expiration dates. So the panels are expected to continue for 40 plus years. If one panel fails or underperforms, it's very likely the rest of the system will keep operating. If you choose to replace a single panel, you can do so if the specs are similar and the new panel will integrate with the rest of the panels in your, in your solar system. Are you interested in science fiction with a Hawaiian twist? Nafi is a retired pro surfer who works security at a pineapple plant. He falls for a girl who uses him to break security so she can investigate a conspiracy to destroy Hawaii's pineapple crop. Unfortunately, she gets caught Nafi gets in trouble, and the epidemiologist who's behind the pineapple virus is out to kill them. 
Honolulu Hottie is a cyberpunk action-adventure novelette set in post-global warming Hawaii. To get this novelette, go to Amazon and search for Lancer Honolulu Hottie. Check out the goodies in the show notes. You will find links to information that we've talked about in the show and videos and other cool stuff that's there for your easy tapping in your mobile device. What are show notes? Those are information that is immediately moved into your podcast player when you downloaded this podcast. But hey, if you downloaded this podcast from a website, go back to the website where you pulled the MP3 and there you will see the show notes. Next episode, more about the sci-fi thoughts conversion to solar. But we know that the sun's going to come and go. You know, it's going to turn night or clouds will come over and cover your panels or cover the sun. So your panels get less sun or you'll have tree branches and shading will be produced by on your location. So that means the power will go whoop, 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 whoop. Maybe it'll be up here for a while, then it'll suddenly drop and then it'll come up. So the, the power will fluctuate.